Hello, social media family, and welcome to Hashtag Verse TV, week 157. I'm Mac, and I'm here with my good friends who will introduce themselves right after I name my song. That's in my mind right now is Chloe, her, her song, uh, uh, golly, um, try, not try me. But, um, oh my gosh, I, I guess it's not that in my mind, is it? But um, <laughs> actually, nope, I have it right here. Treat Me, Treat Me by Chloe. And yes, that is what was in my mind before this intro music was in my mind. Because Chloe, she says, treat me the way I treat me. And that actually connects to something that we're talking about. And I love that song. Anyway. Enough from me. Next friend who will introduce herself is Chrissy Marie. Hello, everyone. I'm Chrissy Marie. And the song that's in my mind is Mother's Daughter by Miley Cyrus. And the next friend who will introduce himself is Kevin, a.k.a. Mr. Basic Complexity. Hi, everybody. This is Kevin, otherwise known as basic complexity. Um, the song that's in my mind, and it is kind of a throwback, is the best man I can be by Chase, R.L., Genuine, and Tyrese. And our friend also, who is going to introduce himself, Mr. Damien Omar Lee, and what song is on your mind? Yeah, what's good, everybody? My name is Damien Omali, and the song that is on my mind is Illusions by Slacker the Beat Child. And I, and I will be honest, I, I don't know that song off the top of my head, but I will say that whoever out there doesn't know, we all need to go ahead and look it up because... Oh, yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I definitely, like, suggest you look up his music. Like he has a, a extensive catalog, and um, he's produced for a lot of like people that we even know, like Drake. Um, like he, cause they they're both Toronto artists, so. Oh. So okay. yeah. All right. Excellent. And let's get this proverbial. Well, not proverbial, cause it is what it is. But let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hashtag Verse TV, week 157. But the first topic is coming from Morning Brew, and that is... Hi, recruiter. Hey, 18-year-old. I looked up what your company does while standing in line. I saw that. I'd rather be day drinking. Same. So what type of candidates are you looking for? Engineering majors, mostly. Cool, cool. Any special skills? Engineering. Got it. And what about... Engineering. The answer's probably engineering. Great. Well, I'm a philosophy major. Oh, fuck are you talking to me? And what starting salaries do you offer? I'm still hung up on that philosophy major thing. Cool. My resume has no work experience, but a year of camp counseling. Oh, awesome. We'll take a look. See you later. I leave this job next week. I love Morning Brew, and that was coming from At Morning Brew, and this is In My Mind, part one. Do we force young adults to make major decisions too soon, or is that even a question because we coddle the youth too much? And I say I.E. it est, in other words, depending on your deciding on your life career in high school. However, in the early 1900s, the average age of marriage was somebody being 21 years old and people started their families and sooner and, but playing the, the playing field was different back then. Okay, so I will go first and I'll say, <sighs> I, I feel, yes, the playing fields are different, you know, and minimum wage has not been growing with the cost of living and Ooh. life is indeed tough, but people are also conditioned to rely more on outside things. I feel that, 
and people playfully talk about, well, we'll just be in debt forever. But that's kind of, uh, that plays a role. And I don't feel that it's that our generation or our generation and even previous generations the, the generation right before us, I, I don't feel that it's because we are lazy. I, I do feel that there are more entrepreneurs back then than there are now, but hmm, it is easier to control the masses with having them depend on you for stuff, but There are also people who would complain about there not being such a social safety net in existence. And I often go back to what I remember President Ob- former President Obama saying years ago that when you see things from that side, you see how much they're like, he put it very eloquently and I am very poorly uh, paraphrasing it, but you see how strong the divides are on each side. Like, if you don't do this, it's because you're stupid. And the other side, if you don't do this, it's because you're really stupid. And everybody is just going back and forth. And everybody thinks they have the answer, but it's just difficult. Anyway, I feel it's tough. I don't believe that it's just because we're lazy, but in conclusion, I do feel that yes, there is a a difference in the world today than it was before. There are a number of differences. Anyway, that's me. And next will be Chris. Oh, oh, Damien Omar Lee wants to go next. No, if Chrissy has something to say, I mean, she, ladies first, please. You can go ahead, Omar. All right. Um, <laughs> only other person to call me that is my mom. <laughs> All right. no, but really, um, I just think that in every generation, I feel like our generation, us right now, we are our... We were the generation before when they were saying that all oh, these kids are stupid. They don't know what we do, they're doing. I think a lot of times that as we get older, we we kind of lose sense of the pulse of everything that goes on. And that even includes the youth where they have their hands on. They know what's going on. They see what's going on. Um you know, I was actually just talking to my, my business partner today, um, and he was just talking about how he has to get into all of this new software and that, you know, these young kids are killing it, you know what I mean, when it comes to how the internet works and how they're able to create opportunities for themselves. And we're, and, and we're, and we're kind of you know, behind, you know, we behind on that. And we got to play catch up if that's what we into, you know what I mean? And so I think that it's not so much that we're forcing young adults. I just don't think that we're trusting them enough, just like how our parents didn't trust us and their parents before them didn't trust them. Even <laughs> like, oh, rap music is crazy. You know, I don't blame it. Now it's a billion dollar industry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just like we have to, you know, even as we as we age, I think it's important that we trust the youth enough to know that they are our future leaders. And so we we can't just initially just kick them in the back because they're young and they don't know what we're do- they're doing. We have to trust them enough to like, I, this is a totally different generation. They have their posts more on that than we do. And so it's sometimes we just have to sit back and watch and learn as opposed to prejudging and be like, oh, you, you, you're dumb. You don't know what you're doing. All right. That was Damien Omar Lee. And next, uh, Chrissy Marie. So in my mind, um, do we force young adults to make major decisions too soon? Um, 
I don't think that it's discussed at an early enough age before high school. Uh, in my mind, it, it should at least be something that is a topic of discussion before entering high school. Like, just just to kind of get to know what the child likes. But, of course, it's something that should evolve naturally with each individual child. Um, uh, as far as coddling, coddling, I don't know. I'm from the old school and you know pressure was real <laughs> so and it and it still is so you know like like you were saying uh omar dog on curve is different it's different so um you know and our youth are ahead of the curve at this point because everything is is social media driven it's it's technology driven you know there's many um, much advancement in, in technology so uh they have an advantage in in my mind um more more so than we did and um and can actually uh reverse engineer anything they know using social media so uh without even if they you know really paying attention without using advertisement uh you know general advertisement or paying for it um but i think that <clears throat> it's something that should be discussed as far as a direction, you know, um, uh, earlier in life, at least encouraged to discuss, you know, uh, decision, <sighs> decisions. I don't know. I tell my children, you don't have to decide right away, but listen to yourself and go after that. Listen to your heart, go after that. You don't have to go to college if you don't want to, you know, but, uh, it certainly does help to a degree. If you, if you take a, Mm -hmm. uh, a, a financial approach that's not like straight to university and unless you have a, a full scholarship but um that's what's in my mind all right and kevin yeah um actually i would have to agree with christy marie somewhat um and i do feel on some level some kids and not all of them, but some kids are coddled or maybe way more than they should be. Um, I think that really, uh, as they get older or even before then, they should have been taught the basics of adulthood early on. Prime example is with credit. No one ever told me about credit and I had to find out the hard way. Hmm. All right. And for this segment, we'll do the one minute follow-ups. And my one-minute follow-up will start off with, you're saying treading, Kevin? Uh, treading. Crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. that's the thing. And, and yeah, having credit, it is important. And, yeah, they got me when I was 21 with <laughs> something that uh, followed me until my early 30s. So yeah. that's that that that's that's real talk, you know. <laughs> anyway, but I also <laughs> wanted to say, Damien Omar Lee, yeah, yeah trust them a a absolutely. It, it, it's about trust, and, and I, I just wanted to say that that was great, well said, absolutely. Would anybody else want a one minute follow up? I would. Um, and I, I agree with that as well, as far as trusting. Um, that, you know, goes back to what I was saying about encouraging to just follow their natural senses, you know. Um, but additionally, with the, the coddling part, Kevin, I I do think it's important. It's, it's on the responsibility of the the parent to teach basic life skills. And if the child doesn't have access to someone in the home or in school that's gonna teach them that, 
um, they they struggle quite a bit. Um, and you're right, there's a good majority of people who are privileged that don't have to worry about doing basic life skill type things, you know. So that's definitely important to discuss at a, an earlier age as well. Oh, right. And do, do I hear somebody else getting ready for one minute or are we ready to go to the next one? Oh, right. And our next topic is coming from, this is In My Mind Part 2, and it's coming from both Kamala at Kamala Harris, that's K-A-M-A-L-A-H-A-R-R-I-S, and Indescribable, and that's I-N-D-E-S-K-R-I-B-E-A-B-U-L-L. That was her line name because she pledged Delta Sigma Theta. And of course, Kamala Harris, Senator, no, Vice President Kamala Harris is AKA. Anyway. This next topic is, and the video goes What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Indescribable. Now, y'all know that I fight for women every day. But one thing I'm very passionate about is women's rights, specifically their reproductive health care. In June, the Supreme Court is going to rule on a case that could possibly overturn Roe versus Wade. This was the landmark case that granted women the right to have legal abortions. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is a hot-button issue, and people have a lot of feelings about it. But at the end of the day, it should be up to each individual woman what her decision is going to be. And women's health care is not just limited to abortions. Politicians are consistently passing laws that criminalize abortion and make it harder for young women and people of color to obtain these services in their states. Women who have had a hard time gaining access to these procedures might have to cover additional expenses or drive longer distances, or they might be forced to carry the term against their will. Click the link in my bio to verify your voter registration. And if you're not registered, go ahead and take the time out and do it today, okay? By doing so, you're showing your state lawmakers that you believe that every person has the right to live their life on their own terms and make decisions about their own body with dignity. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women Will we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? How dare they try to stop her from determining her own future? How dare they try to deny women their rights and their freedoms? Oh, right, and okay, I will say really quick one, I agree with them both a hundred percent. And as a man, um, yeah, obviously, I'm not a woman, but I don't feel that anyone should tell a grown woman or woman of any age what she can do with her own body. That's just it. Alright. And like I said, I'll go next. So, for the... Uh, I grew up in a home where my mom was very much a feminist. And that, of course rubbed off on me. A feminist in the best term, uh, the, uh, the best meaning of the word feminist, because I, I know there are some people who can go back and forth on that and like put negative parts in it. But the best form of the ver term feminist. And my mom was very pro-choice, as was I in childhood. And interestingly enough, I, after graduating college, I started going to church because my mom was always like, church is in your heart. So I wasn't really a church regular, but after college, through different things in my life, it led me to a church and I connected with the church and started, you know, 
feeling like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to hell because I'm gay, but I shouldn't be gay. And I, I started all of that stuff. And also along with it, I used to listen to this podcast called Focus on the Family. And they, what I found interesting about the podcast is it was two men and one woman. And because of the fact that it was a right-wing Christian conservative podcast, <laughs> they were pro-life, pro-life. And even the woman was like, yeah, I don't think women should make that decision because we shouldn't make that decision. It should be up to everybody. And huh, because of the fact that that one woman agreed with it, I was like, well, I guess both sides might actually have a, a valid point. And I then think about now the fact that my mom had a rough pregnancy with me and my entire life, well, her entire life, she told me, she'd always tell me that, that it was, oh, easy breezy. And she would say, you know, I went to sleep and then I woke up and there you were. And I, I'm going to try not to cry. But sh she always said that because I, I was born through um, cesarean. And I, I didn't realize until one of my relatives told me, oh, man, I'm running out of time. But one of my relatives told me that she did have a tough time in spite of, and I, I feel that people should be entitled to make their decision. I, I think it is a woman's decision in, in that. Anyway, I'll save it rest for the one minute. And next is... Damien Omar Lee. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> or, or Chrissy Marie. Either one of you. You can go, Chrissy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm I'm definitely pro-choice. Um, I went to church 10 days a week. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm not really, a, I don't consider as an adult, I'm... Uh, not a religious woman. I'm more spiritual than religious. But uh, yeah, as far as as uh, a woman's body is concerned, we should be the ones making the choice about this vessel, you know. Um, now, I understand the controversy when there's just reckless behavior involved, but that's not always the case. So, um, and I'll, I'll share an intimate life experience that connects with me. Um, my, my first sexual experience was a date rape and I got pregnant, it's my first time. So um, was almost 19 and I was not ready to be a mother and I did not know this person and I was not going to make an unfair choice for a life that I knew I wouldn't be able to be responsible for. So um, it was my right and it should still be the right of women across the world who experience things that are out of their control. Um, now, as far as just having reckless, unprotected sex, um, I don't know, I, I have a moral in thing about that like I just I have a standard when it comes to when it comes to that but as far as uh, a woman who has an unwanted pregnancy uh, we should be able to choose every time mm -hmm. all right and Damien Omar Lee who um that's a, just a very complicated, and, and just being a man, you know what I mean? And, and I just always feel like it's really not my place to speak on women's issues, and I'm a man, you know? And, and I always feel like not to, and, and, I, and I'm, not to say I have my opinions about it, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, like everyone's saying that you just, 
people people make their choices people make decisions um they make decisions based on whatever um and when it comes to abortion especially depending on like i guess what chrissy was saying if it's a situation where you out there just wilding out and, and you're just using it as a, a weak means to like you know like you changing underwear like you know i think that you're taking advantage of the situation but then when you have like real life issues like like where you shared and and i preach thank you for sharing that um where you've had you know where you were you know date rape um is it is not fair to you to have to live with this 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 child knowing and having to look at that knowing what 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 that child is a product of um and there are a lot of women out there like that so why should they why can't they have the choice to be able like like this is what happened to me this is why i need to do this um and you you understand all of the other reasons why people think otherwise but you know at the same time cuz 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 i guess my question is what if of if, if if it's a situation like we're saying like where there's certain things that people can't like they shouldn't be able to make the choice on but then you have people out here in the world like and I guess my 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 question is is that when do when does when do we step in when there are certain situations where that person might be a detriment to themselves? I guess that would be my question. You know, sometimes there's situation like you know women who have multiple abortions. Mm -hmm. We step in and be like, okay, this is no longer pro-choice. Yeah, it's just irresponsible. And, uh, you know, there's some situations like where, you know, uh, the upbringing has a whole lot to do with it. There's a lot of dynamics that could be discussed. You know, it's kind of, in, in my mind, a slippery slope type deal. You know, if you're an adult, you, you know, doesn't mean that you're you're responsible enough to make any type of choices because you may have some type of psychological stuff going on that doesn't allow you to make appropriate choices or responsible choices mm. or what's deemed appropriate or responsible. But um, as far as like uh, young ladies under 18, you know, uh, teen mothers, um, they, they, I don't think they're rational enough to make that decision honestly because they're not even responsible enough to use a condom or get you know on birth control or you know pay bills on their own like you know like you know what i mean like they can't even take care of themselves so what are they doing bringing a life into the world that or getting to decide you know i mean of course they made a decision already before you know beforehand but you know, even the even you know, youth who have experienced um, some type of uh, trauma that resulted in in pregnancy, you know, All they right. should be able Chris to choose. Marie, th 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 there's your one minute now, Damian Omar Lee. Were you saying something? No, no, no. Was I was like, I was just was just kind of referencing to what she was saying. Like, you have these young girls that are underage, and yet. You know they have to make a decision about this this pro-choice this adult decision when this same woman is not even a girl is not even allowed to buy cigarettes or she's old enough to drink so then then her making that is she is she capable of making that type of choice and especially young a lot of these young girls they're making this choice and their parents don't even know about it So that's what I was touching on. Okay. And I'll use my one minute to say, you, you know, hmm. yes, as, as far as people being 
reckless, but still at the end of the day, I I am now back on the side of uh, where my mom was and being pro-choice in, at this age. And I, I guess my question would then be, are, are we saying if they're too young to have an abortion that they should have to experience going through having the child at too young? Because then I also remember, again, the woman on Focus on the Family who was like, yeah, she should have to go through having the child. And it was like, well, there's a woman that says that, so that must be a how some women think, you know? It, it's just, I, it's, and I get it, it's a child's life and more, it takes two to tango, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, this should be like a two-day topic. But anyway, <laughs> Kevin, did you want to take one minute? Um, Yeah. And speaking as someone who, well, has a mother and two younger sisters, I'm fully on the side of, well, the majority of women, um, that they should have the choice. I don't feel that it should be anyone's choice, like, government or whatever that's something personal furthermore um talking about the child you have to be responsible for the child for 18 years so that's something to think about also all right can i can i i know it's over the 60 second but what about children who are determined to have a birth defect that the parent, the mother and parents just don't want that type of responsibility. You know, it's really easy to, not easy, but there's, you know, a ways to see those things early in the pregnancy. If, you know, they're expect expectant couple and they just don't want to have a lifelong responsibility of a child with a lot of medical conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, there's a lot of dynamics that. Yeah. You know, the government should not be responsible for ever. All right. And again, this should be like a two-day topic, and maybe it will be. But um, yes. All right. And our next topic is coming from, is In My Mind, part three. And it's coming from, Tonight's conversation card at tonight's conversation cards. And that's from Ace Metaphor, him fine self. And the topic is. Learn to take a hint for. I have this philosophy called what about the baby? Hashtag what about the baby? And it was, I was getting ready to turn 33. And I left the relationship that was less than me. And I was sitting alone. And I'm like, God, well, what do I do? How do I even begin to love myself? I'm a mentor. I've been telling these young girls to love themselves. And I don't even know what it looks like. But if you want to learn how to love yourself, start to treat yourself like your own newborn baby. And I I, I got a whole poem philosophy about this. But I started thinking about what does that mean? Do you know how funny people act about they kids? Yeah, listen. (laughs) Listen, how would you treat your... So I started considering myself just as much as I would consider a baby of mine. If I wouldn't let that happen to the baby, I can't let that happen to the baby of myself. So what about the baby? All right, and as it says, that's coming from Ace Metaphor, whose podcast is coming from his cards tonight. Let's talk cards. All right, and okay, I'll go first, and I will put the three tres minutos on the clock. Boom. Okay, so for me. I connect this to Chloe Chloe's song, Treat Me Like a Treat Me, called Treat Me, where she says, treat me like a treat me, 
And FYI, a little known fact that perhaps us older millennials may know mm-hmm. that Chloe actually started on Fighting Temptations when she played Beyonce's little self. She played the younger Beyonce and now she's grown in her mid 20s. That tells you how time flies. Anyway, I talk about Chloe's re- song because it's like, imagine that that's a trend, that that form of self love becomes a trend. Like, that would be pretty cool. Now, I connect it to myself because honestly, hmm, I wonder how would I do it, how to implement it. And yes, it sounds good. And yes, I should do it and treat me like I treat me. And I would have to treat myself well. And while I have no child yet, I should treat myself better. Um, Yeah, okay. So sometimes I, I can be hard on myself and So treating me like I treat me wouldn't necessarily be the answer because I I don't treat my, sometimes I can be hard on myself and I need to treat myself like I would an actual baby. But then the question is, how would I treat the little baby? Because at this point in my life, I've yet to have a little baby. Now, part of what I was gonna say in the previous question talking about Roe versus Wade being overturned, some say that could also lead to gay marriage being uh, taken back, taken down, rescinded. And I was like, no, I want to get a husband and kids. So that, 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 that won't do, that won't do. And, but yeah, as far as the child, I would like to learn how you do that once I get my husband and kids, you know, or I assume that I will learn that it's a process, but I I think about the Kelly song, protect my heart. I got to protect my heart, you know, and need to not be so hard on myself, you know, but find the happy medium anyway. And next, okay, Damien Omar Lee. Um, a lot of what she said um, is very similar to what they talk about. You hear a lot of um, psychiatrists or uh, therapists talk about inner child healing. Um, it's very similar to her, her, at least like her explanation is very similar to that. Um, I could relate to that. Um, for myself and and even part of of my healing so one of the things like when I was young um I spent a lot of time with with someone who was very was more like a grandmother to me you know I me mean? my mother was you know she would go out a lot you know whether it be working or just out in the streets or whatever. So um, I would spend a lot of time with this woman who was, like I said, more like a grandmother to me. Um, And so I remember one time, and this is where I think that me and my mother's relationship changed. Like like as far as there being a disconnect. Um, I remember I used to wanna just I used to wait for my mother at the window and just look at all the cabs go by, the cars go by, and just like expecting her to come out of one of those cabs or those cars, excuse me. And, you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking that she's coming to pick me up. And she never comes. So I'm disappointed. As I became an adult, I would have dreams about this. It would it would be like this was the running thing in my head. And happened one time, and this is after I started having therapy. 
And in those therapy sessions, my therapist would talk about you being the adult that you needed as a child. So then what happened is that I had a dream and this is where it changed for me. In that dream, I'm my child self looking out the window. But then what happens is that the car stops and I and my present self gets out of the car, goes upstairs and picks up the younger me who, when I looked at him, he looked like my son, like my son now, but it was me. And I, and it was that moment where that experience, I was able to move forward from that experience because you have the ability to go back and change certain things and be the, you can be the adult that you needed at that time in your past to be able to heal yourself. Excellent. And uh, Kevin. Well, um, I really can't even think of a, how to respond to that question. I'm just drawing a blank. You have to excuse me on that. All right, Chrissy Marie. Okay, in my mind, when uh, I hear that the question, "What about the baby?" I've had I've had four children, so um, in my mind, uh, baby needs nurturing. They need um, lots of love, lots of patience, lots of understanding, uh, lots of guidance, lots of uh, lots of love. Um, honesty, all that. Um, so that being said, whenever you set out to learn anything new, you're not a master at it at first, you know, um, for you to develop any type of expertise at something, you have to start from somewhere. And, and, uh, with this subject, it definitely starts with self. So uh, just like you were saying, Damien, about the child that um, be the adult that to yourself, to your inner child, um, it's the same, the same concept, you know, you got to love yourself. You got to nurture yourself. You got to be patient with yourself. You got to be kind to yourself. You have to speak life into yourself, you know, and, um, you know, that just helps to create your wholeness so you know and you got to be accountable when you feel like you're in trouble or you have a problem or you know you have issues that you need help with and get help and um uh that's what's in my mind when i hear that all right now, I, I will take a one minute and just quickly say in, in relation to what both Damien Omar Lee and Chrissy Marie said, you know, the envisioning the child as myself and more as you were saying, Damien Omar Lee, that it's like, I, I, I almost feel that I connect with it a little bit more seeing myself as a little child and what I would need because it's like, yeah. All of that to say um, that, uh, that tracks with me, that, that, that tracks that little child seeing the child as myself. Because I, I remember years ago, I, I saw a, a video of some kids dancing and one of the kids looked like little me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, he needs, got, 
the, the, the right things. Is how you treat it, uh, a kid. Is how you treat yourself. Treat me like a treat me. Okay, done. Anybody else want a one minute? I'll take a one minute. So um, I, I don't know. I kind of have a, a similar bad story uh, as as Damien. Uh, my mother was 16 when she got pregnant with me, and um, everything back then was a little different because my father is black and she's a white woman and he was older he was 23 when she got pregnant and um her mother was not with that so um she was on her own for the most part and um uh, was unable to protect me and um and that's that's important you know to real when you come to a realization you know i had to come to a realization later on in life because I was angry for a long time. So um, I still struggle with that. But, I, you know, I realized that her reality was that her mother did not protect her. Her mother didn't show up for her and didn't, she had no maternal instincts toward, towards her daughter. So, you know, that's just really important to, you know, have that um, loving, nurturing, self-talk and, and self-acceptance and, you know, self-guidance. Excellent. And Damien like Omar. Yeah. Um, again, thank you for sharing that. Um, and, um, and I could relate to that. And, and so, you know, being a filmmaker, I want to, I, um, I'm going to write a short and, um, and the idea for the short is, is about a guy who is, who's struggling in his intimate relationship with his, his partner because of his molestation when he was a child. And so in his, in this movie, he goes back to, he's eight with, with the help of this, this um, mystic, he's able to go back to that past and and address the issues and one of the things that i want to show in that is the mystic says to him you can't change the future past but you can be the adult that you needed back then when it happened so what did that child need you mm. know what I mean? because that happened to me so what did I need in that moment? Nobody was there. I had nobody to talk to. You know what I mean? I had to deal with that and, and harbor that and hold on to that pretty much the majority of my life. I just needed somebody to be there just to, to, to let me know it's okay. And, and so, you know what I mean? I want to be able to, you know, depict that. In, in a story, a short film, you know what I'm saying? So people could be able to relate and just understand, like, you know, you know. All right. Uh, absolutely. And whew, yes. <laughs> now, Kevin, did you want a one minute? No. Okay. And the next topic is coming from M at MJ Harris Speaks. And of course, I, I think I said it was just to be safe. The previous one was from at tonight's conversation cards. Now here's MJ Harris Speaks. Learn to take a hint for the sake of your pride and sanity. Please stop waiting on people to have to tell you how they feel about you before you get the hint and start moving different. Stop being that person who's always asking, why wasn't I invited? Because they didn't want you there. Stop being that person where when somebody doesn't reach out to you, you texting and DM and talking about, hey, stranger. It's not that they're a stranger. They just don't want to be in communication with you. Learn to take a hint so that you can stop putting energy into people that don't feel the same way about you 
that you feel about them. The reality is this, as human beings, we are more likely to communicate through our actions than through our words. So you look like desperate Debbie every single time that you're continuing to ignore the clear communication that's coming at you through their actions or lack thereof when you don't take a hint. Take the hint, move on, and open yourself up to people who actually feel the same way about you that you feel about them. All right. And again, this is In My Mind segment. And we are answering what's in your mind after hearing this, In My Mind Part 4. And what what's a life connection that you have to that as well? And all right. So it sounds like somebody unmuted, but I guess not. I was, oh, all right, Chrissy Marie. I was just uh, gonna say, honey. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I just, that threw me off when you said that. Um, so yeah, if uh, if you're not getting the type of energy or interest that you have from someone else that you have towards them, then they're just not interested. It's just, yeah, take a hint. <laughs> yeah, like go that way. <laughs> so, you know, that's, you know, that's hard to do when you're wrapped up in your own thoughts and feelings. Cause uh, you know, a lot of people, especially if you're single and dating, you, you want to feel good. You want to be in love. You want to, you know, have that feeling, those feelings and thoughts reciprocated someone else's time, you know, uh, um, volunteered instead of you trying to pressure something or, you know, trying to, trying to squeeze, uh, what is it, water out of a turnip or whatever the saying is, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just a waste of time, waste of time. And it devalues the person you are to, you know, give more energy to something that is dead. So that is in my mind. Um, and I'll just say one thing or one topic is just being single, a single person who's dated guys as a single mother, um, it's it's just like that, you know, and, and people just aren't honest and upfront about their intentions or they're just not intentional at all. They're intentional, but not the way mm-hmm. that you'd like them to be in your mind. But, you know, those are your thoughts and your feelings. So, and those are theirs when they're, whenever they're not showing any interest or, you know, uh, even, even care about what you like or dislike, or, you know, ask you even about those things, you know, that's the hint. They don't care. They're not interested. So believe that (laughs) in my Maya Angelou voice, (laughs) I'm done. All right. And I will go next. And I I know for myself, I'm the kind of guy that like, if you don't want me there, I'm totally fine with it because this is going to make me sound away, but my um, over it game is very strong, maybe too strong, but um, I, I, I can get over it with the best of them. Like, you don't want me, whatever. And as far as the hey stranger thing, uh-huh, I actually just sent um, a dude a hey stranger message, but it was really just what I was trying to do was establish that I noticed that I apparently click like on my uh, Plenty of Fish profile, and I'm like, We've talked before, so I want to say something that will let him know, oh, wait a minute, you might not have remembered me when you click like this time, but um, we, we, we've we been down a road before, thank you. So I said, I, I gave him the Hey Stranger. And my experience with Hey Stranger 
is that it's usually from the other person who has been distant trying to reconnect. Like, hey, stranger, how have you been? You know, it's like you've been as distant and non-existent as can be, but okay. And me being the desperate Debbie that he referenced, sometimes I will be like, oh, well, he's giving me the hey stranger, so he must want to reconnect and be with me and love me forever. And I'm not always that way, but I have been that way before. And um, I replied to them with with great hope. And I I wanted to reference a uh, conversation that I had a, a number a few years ago with our very own Kevin, aka Basic Complexity himself, uh, talking about this dude that I was very very much into, and he didn't respond to me or I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but um, I was looking for him to do such and such a thing and he didn't. And I was like, Kevin, why is he not doing it? What, what What's going on? You don't think it's because he doesn't want me, do you? And Kevin simply was, was like, Aaron, there's your answer. And I was like, what do you mean there's my answer? How dare you say that? No, he does. And actually, no, he, he didn't. And Kevin was right on point. Anyway, so so that's me and Kevin. Why not you? <laughs> um, yeah, I will say that basically I do fully agree with MJ on what he was saying. The signs are often obvious and people sometimes don't want to admit it. But, yeah, that's the situation. It just is what it is, and you have to accept it. All right. And Damian Omar Lee. Oh, man, I've been on both sides of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm also writing a book. Um, the title of my book is called Memoirs of a New York Fuckboy. And um, so I completely know what it's like to ghost people after you've gotten what you want um, in your mind. And then even on the flip side of it, when you feel like you may be getting ignored, and how you can take that a certain way. And, um, you know, and at the end of the day, I think on both sides, there's a, there's, um, I think somebody had mentioned, like you had mentioned Chrissy, it's a a value issue. You know what I'm saying? Um, You want to be adored, you want to be, like you want to be chosen, you want to be picked, and 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 you're basing your worth on 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 people choosing you on both sides. You know what I mean? Like people get off on ghosting people that makes them feel better about themselves, as opposed to just being honest and being like, "Yo, I don't want to fuck with you." Fall back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like or. And, you know, it could be a situation look like I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be like, I'm not, I don't want a relationship. I think if more people came off that way, they'd be surprised by the answer they get, you know what I mean? But, you know, it, it is what it is. So I think ultimately, um, it's, it's never that just cut and dry because, you know, Sometimes you just have connections with people and you just don't understand why. And 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 just to be like, oh, they don't like me and leave me alone, it's just never that simple. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, like you I mean it's easier said than done. Um, but it's just not as simple as just falling back. 
because you don't nearly know how that people person is feeling and and you can't ever really dismiss a person's feelings towards a situation i mean if that you know i mean if you're becoming a nuisance and it's just like it's just getting stalkerish then you might have to pull but then ultimately you know you like who you like you know what i'm saying sometimes your heart chooses for you unfortunately um and yeah that that's that that's all i gotta say about that all right i will take a one minute and i will say oh, well that's a three minute <laughs> damien omar lee you mentioned um ghosting and how it's not always that cut and dry and that reminded me of a situation of mine when i was in my mid-20s there was this dude that I found very attractive and we were talking and hitting off well. And he let me know that he had autism. And I did that thing that people do to me now with my multiple sclerosis, where I asked a billion questions about autism. How does it manifest in him? And because I was so uncomfortable with it, I ghosted him. And interestingly enough, not even a full year later, just a series of months later, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's ironic how that works. Now, I'm not blaming that, but I, I do want to say in reference to what you said, Damien Omar Lee, sometimes it's not that cut and dry as to why somebody will ghost or not respond a anyway that's my one minute who, who wants a one minute i i i i want to take a response to that and, and it's very interesting you made that comment because right before i met my 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 lady um i was dating somebody who was like she would have probably been who i the person i was with had things not went the, the the way that it did so long story short we have been talking for a month and then she confided in me that she was bipolar she she had bipolar disorder so in my mind now i'm thinking you would let me you basically would let me in your pussy before you diagnose your your mental health disorder thing and 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 I couldn't understand why would you not share that with me after everything that we had discussed. And she explained why and I understood. But ultimately, this is when I knew I was growing up. I said, you know what? I can't do this with you because my relationship prior to that, I felt like I was dealing with someone who had died, who was undiagnosed with the same issue. And it was not something that I could do. And I was honest with her about it. And we were able to move on forward. We still cool, but then you know, right after that, I met my, my you know, my, you know, the person I'm with now. So, you know, I, I get it. it. It's it's complicated, but I think it's important that we be honest. That's it. Just like if you can't do it, just be. You can't do it, and and don't feel like you have to. You're gonna be worry about being the bad guy. Like you're gonna be that anyway if you lie. So, just be honest about it. Ultimately, all right. And Chrissy Marie or Kevin, any either of you want a one minute? Yeah. So yeah, uh, sometimes <laughs> just being <laughs> attracts, you know, uh, people who are attracted, you know, to your physical appearance or you know whatever is exuding from inside because my light shines so bright <laughs> a lot of people just are attracted and um i i have ptsd i have a i have i struggle with depression and anxiety and i don't struggle with anxiety you know it's usually a mind over matter type thing even with even the depression you know you have to develop healthy coping skills at some point and just take responsibility right. and i'm 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 not on medication because i'm okay without it but i know you know i'm able to recognize what triggers me 
at this point in my life. And it is important to be honest when you're dating people, because a lot of, a lot of, in my, in my mind, in my experience, guys are not, you know, they don't want to deal with it or they're afraid because they don't really know right. um, what that would entail or that maybe they had a bad experience with somebody who had mental health issues. But um, yeah, just being is, uh, is all good, but sometimes it still attracts that F stuff, <laughs> that, that bullshit. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, Kevin, did you want one minute? No. All right. Hashtag Verse TV. Chrissy Marie from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Aaron Mag. Kevin from Philadelphia. What's good, everybody? My name is Damien O'Malley. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV. Week 157.